Hey guys, my name is Gracie and I'm your host and I'm so excited to just start this community of fellow believers to encourage and to edify one another as sisters and as friends. Hey guys, it's Gracie. It's It's been a long time. Um, sorry, it's been such a long time. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to balance my life. And it's kind of hard now that I'm a freshman at high school and I'm dealing with biology classes and algebra classes and balancing my life out and my church life and my social life and um, going to a local radio station once a week and just trying to figure out how to balance my school and the podcast and my church life and my social life and my Instagram and the blog. Like there's just so much that I'm trying to handle right now along with continuous anxiety from the car accident um well it's not continuous I guess just only when I'm in the car I get nervous and sometimes it's just really rough so I'm just trying to figure it out um but we're gonna roll with it um I haven't been feeling much motivation to be doing this at all um so I've just been praying like Lord what do you want me to do do you want me to continue doing this podcast and he hasn't told me to stop, so I'm just going to continue to keep doing this, even though it means that I might be staying up later or whatever. Um, I want to make sure that I'm getting it out to you. Um, so, yeah. Um, today's topic is about true beauty and how the Bible defines beauty and how the world defines beauty and how the world's view of beauty is kind of corrupt and sick and it's not a good example for girls because I feel like girls get so caught up in what they think is beautiful and the world portrays it that if you don't have this you aren't beautiful and I really feel like that is a corrupt and evil way to think so uh Proverbs 31 30 says that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised Give her the reward of her labors and let her works praise out at her city gates. So, um, when it talks about that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, and you're probably thinking, like, what? I mean, I've been told my whole life by the world that in order to be beautiful, my hair needs to look good and my makeup needs to look good and my chest needs to be big, and my body needs to be beautiful, and there's no way anyone could ever like me if I'm not beautiful, and I feel like the standard of beauty that the world is creating is sick, and like, we cannot measure up to this standard of beauty that the world portrays, and they say you need this perfect perfect body. You need to diet. You need your hair to be silky smooth. You need gorgeous eyes, lips, cheeks. You need full lips. You need wrinkleless skin. You need um, no acne, no nothing. You need to be this flawless and perfect person in order to be beautiful. You need to wear the most fashionable clothing. And the fashionable clothing that you see today is not modest. 
all it does is show off more of your body. And you probably have heard the term, if you've got it, flaunt it. But I feel like that is such a sick and provocative term because God created those parts to be special and uh, he created them to be a gift to our spouses and he created it to be a blessing to our significant other and we are just flaunting it to the world like it's like it's ours to show off but when really we're trying to give God the glory in Psalms 139 14 it says I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made Your works are wondrous, and I know that full well. And so we are Christ's works. We are beautiful. We are created in his image. We are loved, and we are cherished. And there is nothing in this world that can separate us from the love that Christ has for us. In Genesis 1, 27... It says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on it. God also said, Look, I have given you everything, seed-bearing plant on the surface of the earth and the entire earth, for every tree whose fruit contains seeds this will be food for you for all the wildlife of the earth for every bird in the sky and every creature that crawls on it everything having breathing life i have given every plant and it was so god saw all that he had made and behold it was very good now i'm pretty sure when christ addresses his creations before this verse he says, and God saw that it was good, and God saw that it was good, but when he created humans, he said it was very good. We are created in his likeness. He made us in his image, therefore we are beautiful creations of God. Do you think a God who creates so much beauty around us can create an ugly human the creator of heaven and earth designed this world and you in it. God is the very creator of beauty. If he created you, then you are beautiful. Beyond compare, there is nothing in this world that could ever take away your confidence because you are Jesus Christ's image. We are placed here on this earth as his image. Even the world's most beautiful women cannot hope to obtain the world's ridiculous standard of beauty. I'm reading this book titled True Beauty by Carol Mahoney and Nicole Whitaker. And this book has so many truths in it. And this book just really defines what the Bible talks about as beauty. It, it really does, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. So, did you know that women 
spend $12,000 to $15,000 per year on beauty products and services. By one author's calculation, in the United States, more money is spent on beauty than education and social, social services combined. Education and social services are huge corporations, big things run by the government, and these, our beauty still comes in front of that. That's not to mention the time it takes to apply all of these products to our bodies. The typical woman spends more than a year of her life, 470 days on average, putting on cosmetics. That works out to be one week per year, and that does not count the additional 52 days of our lives we spend removing makeup. A tremendous amount of time and money is also spent on diet and exercise. The weight loss industry in the United States pulls a staggering two zero billion, which is 20 billion. Sorry, I had like a brain fart, and so I just decided to roll with it instead of messing up. I was just going to be like, well, it might be fine to do a funny voice. No, it wasn't actually that cool. So, and um, of the 108 million people on diets, 85% are women. So this is on page 17 of True Beauty, and there's so much truth that comes in. Um, furthermore, 20 million American women will suffer from a clinically significant eating disorder in their lifetime, according to the study of 65% of American women confess to an eating disorder. And cosmetic surgery continues to rise, increasing more than 80% in the past 15 years, with Americans spending over $6 billion in 2012 alone. This isn't uniquely American problem. The Times of London forecasted that 80% of all women would have cosmetic surgery at some point in their lives. How crazy is this? Now, listen to this. Women believe that beauty is essential to a happy life. We buy into our culture's message, often conveyed through media and through advertising, that you have to be beautiful to be or to get what you want. We think that if you are beautiful, you will achieve true romance and lasting love, and that you will be popular and well-liked. We believe physical beauty is the key to self-confidence and self-worth, the only way to be satisfied, significant, and successful. Our society has taken physical beauty and made it a god. This is what the world claims beauty as. Beauty equals happiness. Beauty brings fulfillment. Beauty means success. Don't have physical beauty, you are condemned. Yet, this message is a lie. Physical beauty does not deliver as advertised. It does not ensure the satisfaction and success that beguiling voices in our society have promised. There is no way that the more makeup we put on, the better our hair looks, the better our clothes look, that we are going to become beautiful. Because Christ has already designed us to be beautiful. I feel like that there is nothing that is more beautiful than Jesus Christ. There is nothing. I was reading, like I said, in 
this book called True Beauty. And one sec, I need to find it. <laughs> and I was reading it and I found this truth. And it says, listen to what Seth, age 20, has to say about modesty. And this is so truthful. I grew up with two older sisters. They've taught me a lot about women. One of the things I've learned is there is a quiet and beautiful dignity about a woman who dresses conservatively. Any man would be fortunate to have a wife like my sister's. But what makes them really special is that they have too much self-respect and confidence to wear clothes that reveal too much. I use the word confidence because I feel a girl who's covered in all the right places is a girl who lives with the freedom of not having to rely on attention for a for sense of self-worth. A girl with confidence is much more attractive to me than a girl who feels she has to exploit her body to receive attention or worse, love. My sisters are not ashamed of their bodies and they wear the most current and stylish clothes. Yet, they understand great men appreciate modesty. It doesn't matter how many girlfriends a man has had in the past. When he decides to settle down, his ideal wife will be the one who lives modestly. A man who says he doesn't care about modesty or how his girlfriend dresses is lying. When I marry, I want to find a woman I alone can fully appreciate. I believe young women should learn to value the sense of mystery. The more a woman destroys the mystery for a man, the more he will only be interested in what's going on from the neck down. All men are guilty of it, including myself, unfortunately. There's a saying that goes, if you've got it, flaunt it. This is a lie. Instead, it should, if you've got it, protect it. Great women like my mother and sisters took this idea and lived their lives by it. This is the type of woman I'm interested in getting to know because modesty and confidence in a woman is a very powerful and attractive combination. You heard it right there, folks, from a man. There is a quiet and beautiful dignity about a woman who is confident, not just in her body, but who she is in Christ. When we have confidence in Christ, we don't need to seek this, this level of beauty to be wanted or to be loved. We accept ourselves for who we are and who Christ has created us to be. We don't need the world's standard of beauty. We don't need makeup. We don't need hair. We don't need to wear inappropriate clothing. Because we have Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the only thing that you and I will ever need. He is everything and more. He is the light of the world. He's the city on the hill. He is merciful and mighty. And there is nothing in this world that can separate you and him. Because your bond with him is greater than the love that this world could ever show you. Jesus is greater he is truly, truly greater, and we do not need the world to define who we are. We do not need the world to define our confidence. We do not need the world to tell us how to dress or how to live or how to speak or how to look because we have Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because our confidence is in Christ. 
We don't need anybody else because our eyes are focused on Him. Our eyes are focused on the prize and we are not shaken by the world. Because you and I, we have something that others don't have. We have Jesus Christ within our hearts. We have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. One day when you die, you get to go to heaven and he will look at you in the eyes and he will tell you, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Are you excited for that day? Your confidence is in him. You don't need your boyfriend or your friends to approve of you. You only need Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can ever save. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to pray for all my listeners right now. I pray that you would help them know their self-worth and that they are loved by you. Help them to gain confidence in knowing that you are their savior, you are the creator of every inch of them, and you know the deepest depths of their heart. Help them to know that they don't need the world. All they need is you, because you, Lord, are the only one that can save. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys will join me next week if I get another podcast out. I might start doing like every other week if that makes it easier for me um make sure to follow me on spotify so you can get notified every time i post a new podcast on sundays or sometime i don't actually know when i'm gonna be posting also make sure to check out my instagram at team underscore teen underscore talk and also make sure to check out the blog which is team teen talk dot wix dot com slash god blog and that is all lowercase no spaces so thank you guys and i will see you all next time bye bye make sure to check out the blog that is team teen talk dot wix dot com slash god blog that is all lowercase and no space and also check out my instagram that is team underscore teen underscore talk um so yeah go check that out